Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks, and welcome once again to the greatest podcast in all of junior hockey, the only podcast featuring two hosts who love the game of junior hockey so much that they're willing to go to almost any lengths to promote a player, to promote a team, to help a parent, to give some advice to a coach. But tonight we have something a little bit different for you. We have something a little outside the norm, but something very, very topical to what is going on in the hockey world. But first, before I get into that, I have to introduce a man whose input is crucial to this show, the yin to my yang. Uh, His name is Dan Kay. Dan, can you please confirm for me that you are a host of the Dan Kay Show? I can confirm, Lucas. I can confirm that I am a host of the show. I can confirm it fully. And I can also confirm that at no point during today's podcast will any implements be weighted more than they should be. And you know what the funny thing about that conspiracy theory is? Is is that that's the opposite of what you'd want to do. You'd want to make the ball lighter than the other ball, wouldn't you? That you <laughs> Adding weight just stops the ball from, from flying anywhere. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a lot of physics majors who are arguing that side of it because <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this much, Lucas. When when you talk about conspiracy theories anywhere in the world, I'm always on the side of the person who says it ain't real. Uh, I'm that guy. I just to me, it's it's got to be risk and reward, right? If there's not enough we're not enough reward for the risk, then I mean, how could you do it? Yeah, I just I just think with with all eyes on that guy. Could you imagine being the guy who dropped that ball too early? He had one job. <laughs> One job is to wait for the commissioner to to confirm the team logos. And the look on his face, thankfully, has been immortalized forever. Oh, it's such a good time. Such a good time. And such a good time for the game of hockey. We're back. We're playing in the USPHL, which, again, a proud sponsor of the Dan K Show presents junior hockey. We, we're back, Lucas. We're finally here. We're playing hockey. It's playoff time. We've gotten through the opening round. I've had my special dose of Rangers heartbreak. They've gone out. They've broken me as a human being. Yet again, I've had to watch the sad pout of Henrik Lundqvist as he is carted off the ice there as a loser yet again. The Rangers, once again, as an organization, fail my sweet King Hank. And I, Lucas, am still not over it. The number one pick in the draft does not help me a ton. I mean, it's going to be a big-time pick. That's a, It's a huge get for the Rangers there and a French-Canadian that can skate all over the ice who's going to be paired up with the Panarins of the world and the forwards of that Rangers squad. But it is just – it is a, a sad day in Ranger world, and, and I'm getting over it slowly. Yeah, I, I have to agree. It was it was tough to watch him, you know, play his heart out for two games and have people all over the internet calling him the reason for why they're having trouble and then watch the Rangers go out and lose in the exact same way with a completely different person in net. Um, It's never been Hank's fault. It's been a lot of different things. And I think that was, that was tough. I will say this though, Dan, is one more Rangers note before we start. People say that rebuilding a team is hard. Doesn't seem that hard from where we're sitting. I mean, we had, we, we got it done in what, two years. We rebuilt an entire team. Yeah, and I mean, you look at it, Lucas. I mean, we had the goaltender show yesterday, and I will tell you what: the if you're a netminder, Henrik Lundqvist is the exact story of why it's the toughest position in sports. Right? That and grabbing a baseball and throwing a pitch, in my mind, are the two toughest positions in sports because you're hung with a W or an L. And when teams struggle, a lot of times the first place you look is between the pipes. You look in the crease and you wonder who's wearing the pads. 
I mean, you look at it, you look at it when the Caps lifted the cup, Lucas. Who started that postseason run for the Caps? It was Philip Grubauer. It was not Braden Holtby. Holtby was out. Holtby was done. Holtby was old news. All of a sudden, put him back in the net after a bad game one, and he wins you a cup. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all I could take, right? I mean, you could you can juggle the numbers. You can get into the sabermetrics of the game. But if you can find the right guy with a little bit of streakiness to him, he could take you all the way to that championship. Yeah, and, and you look at it now. We jump into it, Lucas. We jump into today's show. We're going to be doing a little something different. We're going to be going into selections for the Stanley Cup playoffs. And Lucas, I, I got a lot. I used to work in an organization down in uh, southeastern Jersey, uh, south, uh, sorry, southwestern Jersey, southeastern Philly area, Pennsylvania, you know, Philadelphia. And I got a lot of friends down there that are Flyers fans. And every single one was talking about how, oh, I don't like the setup of these new playoffs. I don't like the way it looks. And all of a sudden, Philly's looking pretty good, Lucas. And there's a couple teams looking pretty good, like the Vegas Golden Knights, the Colorado Avalanche. Some teams in some prime positioning after the opening round of these this postseason. And it's time for us to make so make those selections. But before we do, we got to jump over to what we do each and every week, how we kick off every show. And it's talking to our parents, players, fans out there about the things we like. First, Lucas talks to the hockey parents and hockey coaches about a nice way to unwind after their first hockey events of the season coming up in September. Lucas, your beer review for this week's Stanley Cup theme show. Well, for, for this week's show, I have picked... Um... What as I'm drinking, it has quickly become essentially the Stanley Cup of beers here, Dan. And it's a beer we picked up last time we were in Kentucky uh, from Against the Grain Brewery in Louisville. It's the Bowen Luke, but it is the the smoked stout aged in bourbon barrels with coffee added. Um, so this is a barrel aged ale with barley, rye, and corn, uh, plus cherry wood smoked malt um, to give it that little bit of a barbecue enhanced smokiness. Then they barrel age the beer. They barrel age the beer for three months. Uh, they barrel age it with um, some coffee beans added as well, and I think the result is is equal parts strong, equal parts impressive. Let me take another sip. It's the, there's sweetness immediately, which then gets cut by the coffee, and as those two things are sort of battling, in comes the cooler, which is that vanilla bourbon little bit of brown sugar sweetness that you get from that barrel character that those of you who are fans of Kentucky bourbon know all too well from a good glass of bourbon that that vanilla brown sugar a little bit of sweetness I'm raising my hand over here Lucas as a fan <laughs> of Kentucky bourbon sorry <laughs> no I, I it, it, this review is is towards you Dan this is you're, <laughs> you're gonna have to pick up a bottle of this next time we go down to uh to Louisville um because it's it's just phenomenal I mean this beer is is truly incredible. This Bowen Luke series, I have never been disappointed by. Uh, I've heard about it for so long, and now that we make regular trips to Louisville, I get to try them all. Um, this beer is just, it, it's, it's a lot of different things that all sort of mesh together to create a really, really signature beer that I think Against the Grain could be proud of. I love it. What, what do you think about a score here? I know I love Against the Grain, and, and you know what I go with? I always go with that nice little bologna sandwich with the cheese whiz melted all over it. What, what are you thinking here on a, on a score, Lucas? Well, I think first of all, we're going to bring a cooler specifically so we can get you some bologna. We will take 
10 hour, a 10 hour drive and keep putting ice into that cooler so we can bring that bologna back for you. I think this beer, I think this beer hits that solid 8.5, which is anything but solid, right? It's a beer that's elevated above the norm. It's a beer that takes risks and capitalizes on them and really does a good job with them. Um, and for the parents out there who are, you know, inundated with all this new craft beer, I would say go out and take a risk, right? A lot of these, um, a lot of these different liquor stores will have singles bottle sections, right? Where you can go and you can buy one bottle or two bottles. Go and take a, a $2, $3, $4 risk on a style or a beer that you've never heard of because you never quite know uh, what new flavors you might be interested in or what new types of beer that you might be buying down the road. Love it, Lucas. Great review. And I got to go now to the best of the best. And, and Lucas, there's something you know about me and it's, can you, can you, do you remember my favorite fast food place to get coffee while on the road and why? Well, I think there were, there were two. You're always a fan of Tim Hortons, which you're recently Of course, I'm not talking experience. about an actual coffee place though. I'm talking about a fast <laughs> food spot. Place Burger, you get a burger. Burger King because of Newman's own. No. No, oh, not because of Newman's own. Disappointed no. me. That's okay. It's okay. Newman's it is Burger own, King though. That's burnt coffee. I reviewed that earlier this year, Lucas. You should remember that. That is burnt coffee. That is burnt popcorn coffee. I love Paul Newman. Love Slapshot. Dislike the coffee. Everything else they do at Newman's Own is great. But it's Seattle's best, Lucas, and it's Burger King because they got Seattle's best. And, and this week, I went with Seattle's best because I thought, you know, I like to keep a theme with my coffee reviews. And we've got Seattle's best this week because the Seattle Kraken are coming to the NHL. And we're doing NHL Stanley Cup selections here. We're doing our picks this week. I got the Portside Blend. And I went with this one, Lucas, because I always trust Seattle's best when they come out with a new coffee. And the Portside Blend's a little bit new here. It's hearty and well-rounded is how they sell it to you. Medium roast, smooth roasted. And I'm drinking this thing. This is bold, man. This is caffeine to the grill. This is getting you going kind of coffee. You have a cup of this. You don't need anything else. You can you can get out the door. You can run. I could run right now, Lucas, to the Ice Vault Arena about 10 miles away from me. If the Hitmen were playing right now, I could sprint there and be okay. That's what this coffee is doing for me right now. And you don't get that much for the price of Seattle's Best Coffee. And I still think that Seattle's Best is the best bang for your buck out there in the coffee world. And when you're talking just a good cup of coffee, a reasonably priced bag of coffee, the port side blend from Seattle's Best is it. It's got a reddish hue to it, Lucas. It reminds me of like a red ale of coffees. It's got a little bitterness to it. If you're into that bitter taste like I am, I like to know I'm drinking coffee. This thing is a 9-1. This is the best coffee I've drank all year. Wow, that's impressive. And that's, and that's pre-ground coffee? You don't have to grind it yourself? As pre-ground, you can also get it with the beans if you go to Target. I got it at Target. I got it there. I stay fancy with it. And this Seattle's Best, though, a portside blend, you can get it at Target, you can get it at your local store near you, shop right carry Seattle's Best as well. It is, I, I mean, Aldi, Lucas, I don't know if Aldi carries it. We don't have an Aldi around here. Uh, I think it's a Midwest brand. And then, uh, I don't know, wherever else you shop, but Seattle's Best coffee, portside blend. If you're looking for a coffee that smacks you in the face, that gives you a little bit of that bitterness, you're going to get it out of this. Well, that seems like that seems like my kind of coffee. I'm looking to change up my coffee game from the uh, pretty huge fan of the Lavazza Espresso, but uh, maybe I'll change it up a little bit. 
I like that. You should try this out. I, I think you'll like it. You got to give an extra scoop, though. I, I'm always an extra scoop guy. Whatever they tell you the scoop should be when you're making that coffee in a pot, I do a pot of coffee because I sit here and I just chug it like the kid from Heavyweights when he drinks the lemonade when he's walking home from school. Um, that's who I am when it comes to coffee. And, and this is one where you just got to go for it. Well, I, I will, will definitely have to give it a shot and I will potentially report back on the next podcast. I love it. Let's get into it. Lucas, do you want to do a free skate together this week? We don't have a guest. Should we free skate together? Do you want to just get right into our picks? Um, I think we we do a quick little a quick little update. I think each of us for the the folks at home on how we're doing. All right, let me let me give you an update first, Lucas. I have heard from some folks that there is a little bit of a craze in the podcast world that I'd, I'd like to let people at home try if they'd like. I'm too old to figure this out. and I'm too bad with technology. Lucas, you might be able to figure it out. But apparently there's a fun game out there where folks are slowing down the audio on Dan Kay and Lucas Jones are speeding it up and listening to our podcast in super slow-mo or super fast-mo. Are they really? Yeah, and I'm hearing that sounds pretty hilarious. So you should try it out. Apparently you put us in slow-mo and it's a whole different experience. Well, you know, it's interesting as the person who edits not only this podcast, um, but a pop culture entertainment podcast on thepopbreak.com, the way I edit podcasts is by listening to them at 1.75 speed because I can still make out the issues I need to edit, but then it doesn't take as long to edit the podcast. My voice, I'm always on like my 18th cup of coffee when we're taping this show too. So it's definitely not the right place for me to be spent out. I got to tell you, I, a lot of times for folks who've been watching the video podcast, I've talked about my geese a lot. They've taken off, Lucas. They've flown the coop. It's a sad day. That everyone, ha All birds must leave the nest eventually, Dan. And the funniest thing was, it was almost like they were trying to wake me up. I woke up one morning and I heard some geese honking outside and I turned and I looked and there go my babies. Chomping the boys, I call them. I only named one of them because the other ones I didn't have time to name. But I called Chomp Chomp because he would bite my feet if I didn't feed him enough. So sad day here in the geese world for Dan K. <laughs> well, I, hopefully those geese will eventually uh, eventually come back to their home there, Dan. I, I don't know if I don't know enough about ornithology to know if that's what <laughs> geese do. Um, but for your benefit, I'm going to say that they will come back. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that a lot. But that that's where I stand right now. And then in, in keeping with my animal theme, I guess, on my update, I, I also am uh, turned into a bit of an exterminator here. Uh, I've got a bit of an indoor yellow jacket problem. Uh, so any folks at home who are indoor yellow jacket enthusiasts or exterminators, please reach out to Dan K. You can go to www.dankshow.com. Contact us. Let me know uh, what your thoughts are on my yellow jacket issue. But I had about 20 yellow jackets indoors the other day. I don't know if anyone's an enthusiast about indoor yellow jackets. Um, I am not. But I would say that an exterminator of those indoor yellow jackets would definitely be something to uh, definitely maybe call somebody. That might be yeah, I got to talk to my folks here. I, I've kind of been moving them myself, but I think it's gotten a, a bit a bit intense here. They they burrowed themselves into the siding of the building here, and they've worked their way inside. Yeah, that's um, I would call that a hazard, an occupational hazard potentially. You're working from home, so we call it an yeah. occupational hazard. All right, well there you go. So folks, again, anybody know anything about Yellow Jackets? Reach out now. Let's get Lucas's update. Lucas, what you got going on? Uh, not too much on on my end. We obviously just got back from uh, from the Detroit Combine, so we've been getting a lot of different things edited, including a larger piece for the Metro Jets that we were able to shoot. Thanks to all the help from Justin Quenville, um, we were able to oh, the best. We were able to get some interviews from the event as well. Uh, but other than that, Dan, I've been playing a lot 
of Call of Duty Warzone. Um, still playing Call of Duty Warzone. It's my sort of, it's my vibe at the end of the night. Um, I usually play a couple hours of that and then get a round of uh, Rory McIlroy's PGA Golf. And after that, to calm the nerves. But I have two more dubs to add to my name. That is a grand total of three dubs uh, in my six-month Warzone career. So we are, uh, we're, we're getting better. We're improving in the off-season. I think that's, that's what's important. They're going to start calling you Mr. Dubs if you keep it up. I, I, I think so. And I think if they call me Mr. Dubs, I'm so happy I learned, uh, you know, some of like the, some of the, the parlance, the speech of some of the younger people out there. I remember the first time that like, I heard the phrase, let's get that dub. And the, my first thought was, I have no idea what that means. It's funny because I don't know the old people speak that you speak of. You said parlance. I, I mean, come on. Like I know parlay <laughs> is French for talk. And it's, I know parlor is a place I can get my hair cut. Yeah, it, 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 the, the root words are essentially the same. The parlance is coming from the, uh, the French for parlay. We learned that in French class. Oh, well, you learned that in French class. I copied off your paper. All right, let's get in the hockey. <laughs> let's get into it. The people, let's get hockey. Let's do it. <laughs> the people at home are like, what are we doing here? Let's talk hockey. Lucas can be a quick one this week because we're just digging into our Stanley Cup picks. The first thing I got to ask you, I didn't ask you before the show because I wanted to put you on the spot. What are we playing for here? Oh, you are putting me on the spot. Well, like, what I, are we playing for? But I think we should play for if I win, I get to do play by play on a game of my choice this year. Okay. What do you want if you win? You decide what you want if you win this. <laughs> I just thought of it. Oh, this is a good one. What is it? This is a good one. So I win one day this season. I will give you time to prepare. Lucas Jones wears a Dan K style suit. Bow tie, oh. colorful suit. Oh no. I will buy it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Solely if if only to see you rock the Dan K vibe. One day this year, you are Dan K. At an event? At an event. Bow tie and all? Bow tie and all. All oh, boy. The whole thing. Shirt and tails. Oh, that's that's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it. It's gonna be yours. It's gonna be sized for you. You're not gonna have to slide into one of my slim fits here. We're gonna go, we're gonna go your sized for you, looking good, sharp as heck. I'm gonna pick it out. Gonna gonna rock that suit. All right. Well, hopefully my picks are uh, better than yours. I got a couple of surprises up my sleeve. I feel like you're going to be blindsided by one or two of these. I got a couple surprises as well. I do have my favorites, though, because, Lucas, day one of the NHL season, I made a Stanley Cup selection, and guess what? It still stands as possible, so we're going to get into that now. Let's go. Let's get into it. Lucas, I'm going to have you go first on your first round selections in the Eastern Conference. I will then kick off the Western Conference selections after my Eastern Conference. So you're going to go Eastern Conference first round. Remember, folks, it'll be reseeded as the rounds go on as needed. So, Lucas, your first round of the NHL playoffs. All right. So the first round of the NHL playoffs, I, I do have to say that I loved this. This was great. The qualifying rounds mixed with some of the round robin games playing for seeding. I I loved this format. This format was exciting. You could feel 
the desperation of some teams, especially in the qualifying round, Dan. And I think that excitement is going to carry over now. So my first round picks, let's start with the number one in the East, uh, the Flyers against the Canadiens. I'm going with Philadelphia here. I think they have earned that number one. I was impressed by how, uh, by how aggressive they were, by how good they were on all sides of the puck. I'm going with Philly. Um, in my next matchup, my two versus seven, the Lightning versus the Blue Jackets. I need the people at home to know that the Blue Jackets are my spirit team. They are my, I watched that squad block six shots in a row, throwing bodies on the ice. It was absolutely incredible, Dan. And I picked the Blue Jackets over the Lightning. I was really impressed with what I saw from Columbus in those opening games. And I think that they've got what it takes to get past the lightning here. That was my first surprise, Dan. No, that, and that's a, that's a great series right there. That's, it's such a tough matchup, but keep going. Uh, so next up, I've got the, uh, the Washington Capitals against the New York Islanders. I've got the Islanders here. I just think Washington looked a little bit lost in the woods. They didn't really have, sort of a game plan they didn't really have any sort of any sort of team focus right now and i love the depth on defense that the islanders have right now i love what they've been able to put together so far this season i think the islanders are playoff ready and i think you combine that with the fact that like i said the caps look sort of lost in the woods here i think that uh that combined with their depth at goaltending is going to bring the islanders a victory the last matchup, the Bruins versus the Hurricanes. This is an easy one. We have so few rules on the Dan K show. And one of those rules is you cannot pick a professional team from Boston for anything as to ride or die Jersey folks. I'm picking the Hurricanes to be, uh, to beat the Bruins. I love that. That's a great pick. And only because I, I mean, we're two Jersey folk and we stand, we stand strong with that Lucas and, and the folks in Boston, they, they love us. They, they treat us well and we mispronounce all their towns and cities. So we apologize for that, but I will never apologize for picking against the Boston Bruins. No, absolutely not. And, and we don't apologize for anything in New Jersey. First of all, especially not picking against teams from Boston. Correct. The only thing you should ever apologize for in New Jersey is eating pizza with a fork and knife. Oh yeah. Definitely apologize for that unforgivable all right so you've gone through your eastern there lucas that's correct yes i was multitasking which as we all know in the dan k show i cannot do let's get into dan k's eastern conference and western conference picks before we get the lucas's western conference first round so in the eastern conference we look at that philadelphia montreal series that one verse eight and that's one where i'd love to pick montreal man you know me lucas i'll pick against philly every chance i get but this Phillies team, this Philly team is just clicking. Elaine Vigneault got everything he wanted in that roster. That Elaine Vigneault roster right now in Philly is what he wanted when he went to New York and never got. This is exactly what he's looking for. He's got the net minding. There's no way this Phillies, this Philly team loses this series. I got the Flyers in five. You look down, you keep going. Columbus taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. We're taping this during game one. It's going to be released after this triple overtime thriller is done. Right now they're in the third overtime. Lucas, this might go further. It's incredible. There's five minutes left in the triple overtime right now as we tape. I got Tampa, though. I know you like this Columbus team. I love John Tortorella. 
I can't picture the Lightning allowing themselves to be knocked out by Columbus back-to-back years, especially with this long game to start the series. I think Columbus already having to play more games than Tampa eventually wears down, and goodbye, Columbus. We keep moving here. Boston, Carolina, this isn't just because I want to pick against Boston. Trust me, I, I'd love to pick against Boston, but I take Carolina here. As a Rangers fan, I watched every second of that three-game sweep of the New York Rangers. That was not a pushover Ranger team. It wasn't a great Ranger team, but it certainly wasn't a pushover. And Carolina made them look like kittens fighting tigers, Lucas. That was a true Category 5 hurricane right there in the Hurricanes attack. They were nonstop. And Sebastian Ajo might be the best skater in the game of hockey right now. Speaking of the best skater in the game of hockey, we go to the final matchup in the Eastern Conference. That's Islanders Capitals. And, you know, I said might be the best skater in the game of hockey right now. Well, don't forget about Alexander Ovechkin, who when he needs to come up big lately, has come up big. I think the Caps figure it out against Barry Trotz and the Islanders. I think think this Caps team wants to get out there and win. I think this is a seven-game series. I think either team, I don't I, I think it can go either way, but whoever comes out of this series, I think is done in the next round. I think they're gonna be dead tired, dog tired. It's gonna be an absolute brawl, an absolute slug fest throughout the entire thing. So I've got Carolina, Washington, Tampa, and Philly almost chalk coming out of that Eastern Conference. Let's get to the Western Conference now. Start off. Let's go one, the eight Golden Knights and the Blackhawks. Man, this Chicago team looks good right now. They figured it out against Edmonton, but I think that was more bad Edmonton than good Chicago. I think Alex Thomas, I can't imagine where he is right now. He's in a bunker somewhere figuring out how Edmonton's going to fix this and wondering to himself just why he's an Oilers supporter. I got Vegas, 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 Vegas. I think the Golden Knights come out. I think they dethrone the Blackhawks. This Vegas team just seems like a, like a bunch of men on a mission right now, ready to go take it. We keep moving through. We've got two versus seven. That's the Colorado Avalanche and the Arizona Coyotes. I love the Coyotes, man. I'm on the Yotes bandwagon all day. I think this team takes it deep, but I pick the Avalanche on day one. I take the Avalanche here. McKinnon, the boys, they get it done. They're good, man. They're better than good. And I can guarantee you they are wishing they got Hank on the trade block right now. Three versus six, stars, flames. The stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. But you know what flames bring, Lucas? They bring smoke. They bring smoke. And the smoke covers those stars. You can't see those stars. The flamey boys with the big time upset over Dallas and the big D takes a nap they get the big z's and take the rest of the year off as the calgary flames go get them finally i got canucks blues this is one where my heart says vancouver my head says that st louis had such a bad time in the qualifying round such a bad time kind of playing through those first three games that they just seem like they're deemed to kind of figure it out they play physical hockey. If they come out and play physical hockey, they'll beat this Vancouver team. they got to be physical, though. It's got to be every shift. That's how they've gotten to where they got. That's how they won the Cup last year. It's got to be physical. If it's not, Vancouver's going to sweep them. If they do come out physically, this goes six or seven games and the Blues win. Interesting. I like those. You know, it's it's interesting, too, because I think I share a lot of what you were saying, especially about the the Coyotes and you just want it's something strange. They really have worked on on what they're doing. They've had such a good season. 
you know, and, they, and they've really impressed, especially through this, this latest spate of games. Um, but I, I think I might share some similar thoughts with you on this one. Let's start off with my one through eight. I've got Vegas against Chicago. Chicago has seemingly come out of nowhere. You know, it's, it's one of those things where they showed up and they were ready. They were, they were ready from the moment the puck hit the ice where a couple of these other teams were taking a few tune-up games. This team, even when they were down, they looked good. Um, but I, I have to put Vegas over them. Vegas has just looked phenomenal so far. Um, so I think they're going to come out with that one. I'm going to stay with favorites going into my second matchup. Again, Colorado, you know, at, at, there are two things at play here. Number one is my desire to not see Dan's preseason prediction come true in Colorado being the Stanley Cup champion. But on the other hand, I'm a stats guy. And, and longtime watchers of the show know that I'm a stats guy. And that when push comes to shove, I look at the numbers. And the numbers tell me there's about to be an avalanche. And Colorado is moving on. Getting into the interesting matchups here, though, I'm taking Dallas over Calgary. And I know that that's a little interesting, especially because, you know, not, not so much in terms of the number three stars versus the number eight flames, but I think Calgary has looked very good. Um, they have extremely good forward depth. Um, they've gotten a very strong series out of the back end of their, their roster as well. Their third and fourth lines have had a really strong time, especially that fourth line um, has really produced for them in the playoffs so far. But in this case, I go defense. And I think the stars have a much, much better defensive effort, um, especially on the goaltending side. Uh, you want to look at, at at the depth that Dallas has in net. Um, you can swap between two goaltenders here. And whenever, if longtime listeners of the show know that Dan and I always talk about having two goaltenders that can swap evenly. It works for showcases. It works for playoff series. Since there are no showcases in the NHL, although I will say those qualifying rounds gave off showcase vibes with like players waiting near the rink and waiting in the tunnel. I don't know if you saw that, Dan. I love it. Yeah, no, it was, it was absolutely incredible. But what this is, is a playoff run right now. And the Dallas Stars have two goaltenders that could easily swap in. So I'm going with Dallas in that matchup. However, I'm not going all chalk in the West. I've got Vancouver over St. Louis. I think Vancouver is talented enough to make this thing happen. I think the Canucks have this young grouping of players, these future stars that really came of age in the qualifying round. Uh, Vancouver pretty decisively eliminated the Minnesota wild in four games. So I think that that really shows the Minnesota wild. They do not like to give up goals. They are very good on the defensive end. And the fact that the Canucks young squad was able to figure that Minnesota team out, I think plays in their favor. I go Canucks over the blues. All right, Lucas. So your first Western conference, second round matchup here. You're going to have Vegas, the one seed, versus Vancouver, the five. That becomes the four now. Vancouver Canucks, Vegas Golden Knights, who gets it? Well, here's where I think that that young squad really runs up into, uh, into some issues here because this Vegas team is, is sort of chock full of the kind of experience that you want to see in the second round. Um, I think that the, the Golden Knights have pretty considerable depth at forward. Uh, you know, Riley Smith is, is just such an incredible player. Um, and, and I think he sort of, he sort of becomes almost a linchpin there kind of working around these different players, being able to play so many different roles. Um, 
I really think that Vegas is going to come out on top here. As much as I would love to say that Vancouver is going to get past them, I'm going Vegas. All right. Your second Western Conference matchup here, Colorado Avalanche, Dallas Stars. Who takes it? You know, and this is where that Stars defense is not only going up against really the also incredible defense of the Avalanche, who in the round robin series posted a 1.67 goals against average. I think the issue here is going to be possession. The Avalanche are leading in terms of possession. They've been averaging 37.7 shots on goal, allowing 28.3. So you're looking at about a nine shot per goal differential, uh, shots on goal differential. And that is not something to turn your nose up at. You know, you could talk about the ability of a team to, to make things happen when, when, you know, the situation counts or to be able to play that shutdown defense. But as a defensive team, like the stars are, even with some of the offensive firepower they have, I think the avalanche are going to wear them down. I think the avalanche are going to deny them the types of zone entry that the, the stars really want to be able to use. They're going to deny them the forecheck. They're going to deny them all these different things. I think the avalanche are just flat out going to keep the puck in the star zone. So I've got the avalanche moving on. I like the picks right there, Lucas. You got Vegas and Colorado facing each other to go to the cup. Let's jump over to my side. I'm going to run through my second round picks here right now. My first matchup in the Western Conference, the number one Vegas Golden Knights taking on the number six Calgary Flames. And Lucas, you got tons of numbers, man. Just the numbers police. Someone's gone on Wikipedia and looked up some proper information right there. I did not. Lucas, when you ask me about math, you know what I say? Oh, when you ask me what two plus two equals, you know what I say? I'm really not sure. And when you ask me what happens in the number one Vegas Golden Knights matchup with the number six Calgary Flames in my setup here, I tell you that the numbers all point to Vegas. The numbers point to Vegas is the best team in the Western Conference this year, the best team going through this postseason. But I look at this Calgary team playing in Edmonton, a Canadian team in Canada, guys used more. And obviously, this isn't their hometown. Obviously, it's a different situation for everyone in the bubble. But this is a team that's comfortable where they're at right now. And I think eventually, as we get deeper into the playoffs, comfortability is going to become more important than anything else. And for the Calgary Flames, they're comfortable. They're ready. I think Vegas wears out here. And I think Calgary finds a way to get themselves one step closer to another cup run. We go to Colorado versus St. Louis. This is where it runs out for St. Louis. Because for me, it was a coin flip. I felt like two-faced, man. Harvey Dent flipping the coin on St. Louis versus Vancouver. I put St. Louis through. They take on Colorado. I've been Colorado bandwagon since day one this year. I was out the stadium series and at the Air Force Academy. Beautiful night, beautiful game, beautiful team in Colorado. This is a team that just knows how to get it done. I love this Colorado offense. I love the way they score the puck, and I love the way that they're getting just enough between the pipes to be competitive every night. And, you know, it's that kind of edge in net that really keeps the defenseman on their toes, keeps them playing, keeps them blocking shots and doing enough on the defensive end like you referenced, Lucas. Eastern Conference, Philadelphia taking on Carolina. This is seven games written all over. This is all the way. This is every last ounce in the tank for the Canes. They did it last year. History says they won't do it again. But as good as this Flyers team is, I just can't see it. I can't see them going this far. 
I got to take Carolina here. The five seed makes its way all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Washington, Tampa. Man, I love Ovi. Love Ovi. Love the way he plays the game. Love love the uh, Stanley Cup stands that he was doing. Oshie is obviously a creator. But this Washington team just seems ripe for the picking right now. I had trouble picking them to get past the Islanders. Lucas, you picked the Islanders. You had you had the guts to do it. I just think this Tampa team, I think they figure it out, man. I don't know what it is. They're even sitting three overtimes right now. Still haven't won the game one against St. Uh, Columbus. They could not make it out of the first round, but I really just – I just feel like they got to figure it out. They're so talented. They're so good. There's so much depth. This team has to do it. They have to do it, Lucas. Tampa over Washington. So I got Tampa versus Carolina, Colorado versus Calgary. Those are my finals matchups in the Western Conference, Eastern Conference. Lucas, Eastern Conference, semifinal game one, number one Flyers, number seven Columbus Blue Jackets. Well, Dan, as the Columbus Blue Jackets and Tampa Bay Lightning game ends the third overtime. Oh, and this is great because you're seeing our picks evolve as the game is continuing to happen. I have never been more confident in the Columbus Blue Jackets than I am at this exact moment. John Tortorella is a mastermind. He is he is the general grant of hockey. He has taken this Columbus Blue Jackets team and he has just marched them to victory commanding them fearlessly, giving them their orders, and Columbus is executing flawlessly so far right now. If John Tortorella could, he would take this game into nine overtimes, and that's why I've got the Columbus Blue Jackets moving past the Flyers. Now, I know on paper it looks like a 1v7, but you you sort of forget that the round-robin games, are they representative of a team's skill? Let's go with a hard maybe, right? In all seriousness, you've got what? You've got three games, right? So you're, you're not exactly looking at a representative sample. So I think in a, in a situation like this, Philadelphia playing Montreal is not going to get the type of tune-up that Columbus is going to get. So Columbus is going to take that series away from Philly. Uh, but man, is that going to be a good one to watch? Well, Lucas, you think about it. You say it. You said it so right. The, the round robin games. I think that's going to hurt a lot of these top seeds. And I really like what you did in the Eastern Conference here by getting away from the chalk picks because I genuinely think that the team, the Tampa's of the world, the Phillies. You know, you look at Boston, Washington, and the Eastern Conference. Look at Vegas, Colorado, Dallas, and St. Louis. There was not a sense of urgency, and you saw it with the Rangers taking on Carolina in that opening series when Carolina just wiped the floor of them. It was a young team that's never been in that situation, taking on an older team that's been there, that's been through it, that's, that's kind of been chiseled down enough to really be that work of art come the big moments. And I just think that, that some of these upsets are going to be really flowing this, this first week of the playoffs here, Lucas. And, and I really like that Columbus pick. Yeah, I mean, how many times do you see, you know, this, this lower seed team coming against this high seed team and, you always say to yourself, well, of course, this high seat team is going to be prepared, but you know, there's no preparation quite like game preparation. I think that's going to take Columbus here. Um, now we move down to this Islanders uh, Hurricanes situation that we've got. And these are two strong teams. These are two very strong teams. And I think this might be, if it does come to pass, this might be sort of a series to watch 
because we saw this Carolina Hurricanes team, like you said, sort of wipe the floor at the Rangers, and it was everything. It was the speed. It was the passing. It was the, the, the press. The, the Carolina Hurricanes pressed the Rangers so much that the Hurricanes were also playing defense in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> that is what I saw when I was watching these games. And I just think that that is going to wreak havoc with what the Islanders have to do. However, you still have to get past the Islanders' last line of defense, the goaltender. And, and I, I don't know if I'm talking too much about the Islanders' goaltending or not enough about the Islanders' goaltending, but just from what I have seen this year, from what I have looked at in terms of the matchup stats against the kind of hockey that Carolina plays, I just think that the way the Islanders play defense and the way the Islanders hold down that net is going to sort of deny Carolina the types of chances that they had against what was objectively a lackluster Rangers defense. Um, so I think that the Islanders are going to make it through on this one. If nothing else on the back of once you take away Carolina's ability to get the two on ones, the two on twos to get those odd angle shots, you take away a lot of their offensive punch. Love the picks. So Lucas Islanders, Columbus blue jackets to go to the Stanley cup finals. This sounds exactly right for the crazy year that 2020 has been. Who is it from the Eastern conference Islanders blue jackets? Well, I, I think this is now interesting because in true Lucas form, I have picked two teams on the strength of their goaltending and defense. <laughs> Um, an oversight, you might say, um, I would say correct picks. So what happens when an immovable force meets an immovable force? Um, you have an incredible series and it becomes a chess match, right? So when you have two teams that are as good on defense as these two squads are, when you have two teams that have, that have the ability to rely on their goaltending as much as these two teams are, it becomes a coaching duel. And it becomes the ability to, and, and coaches who are listening know this uh, very well. It becomes short shifting your second line to get your fourth line out so that your first line can get out against their third line. It becomes taking advantage of your power play opportunities by trying to score a shorthanded goal by sneaking potentially a more offensive minded defenseman out there and seeing what he can do with it. Because you have the confidence in your goaltenders and defense, those forwards are free to mix it up a little bit more. And I think in this situation, Dan, if, if, if I'm going to set the stage here that this is a coaching duel, there's only one coach who I trust to lead a team to victory. There's only one General Grant, and that man is John Tortorella. And I was going to say Barry Trotz. <laughs> <laughs> No, not Barry Trotz. He was the, uh, oh, another Civil War general is not coming to mind right now. Uh, general McClellan. He would be the General McClellan of the NHL. Uh, while the Columbus Blue Jackets, while John Tortorella would be the, uh, the General Grant. I'm choosing General Grant. I think the Columbus Blue Jackets, the seventh seed in the East, are going to put it together this year, and they are going to scrape and claw their way into the Stanley Cup. Western Conference side, Vegas Golden Knights, Colorado Avalanche. Who is it? Well, this one is, is interesting because now I defer to you. You have been right about so many things in the past, Dan. And I think in this case, you've been right about Colorado. You made, the, you made that pick at the beginning of the year, and I was not a believer. I was a denier. Uh, you know, I, 
I denied you, I denied you thrice. And now we're here with Colorado uh, in our virtual sort of pools here. And I think Colorado has what it takes. They have just been so locked down in so many different areas of the game. I think one of the areas that Vegas might suffer from uh, in terms of in terms of having to get through all of these different teams and all these different rounds. Vegas might actually suffer here from an inability to really play defense to the level that Colorado can play offense. So I think Vegas's defense is going to be exposed here. The one or two small holes that they do have are going to absolutely get lit up by Colorado. I think Colorado moves on. All right, Lucas says Colorado versus Columbus in the finals. We'll get back to that one. Let's go to mine here. Lucas, you mentioned the word thrice. And if there's one thing folks know about me, I am once, twice, thrice times a lady. And also I am using lady luck here to continue my picks because I'm going to make my Stanley Cup finals picks in unison here. I've got Carolina versus Tampa in the East. I got Calgary versus Colorado in the West. Day one, day one, opening day of the NHL season, we made selections. Dan Kay made a pick for his Stanley Cup finals. And if I am one thing and one thing only, it is stubborn and hard-headed. And in this case, I picked the Colorado Avalanche to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning on day one of the season. I will pick it again. I got Colorado over Calgary, Tampa over Carolina, and I have the Tampa Bay Lightning taking on the Colorado Avalanche for all the marbles, the whole kit and caboodle, the whole enchilada, Lucas, as they say, Colorado, Tampa Bay. I feel like we're both on the same page here, though, in terms of who will list the cup. Well, I, I think we might be here, Dan, and, and I'm going to have to to sort of defer here because – Gosh darn it, I think you made it. I think you did it right. I think it's going to be Colorado in six games over, over Columbus. I, I think Columbus, their luck runs out. I think you scrape and claw so much, you, you get battered and broken. I wouldn't be surprised if, unfortunately, they suffer an injury or two because of the way they're playing this game. And I, I just think that Colorado has made it look so easy so far that, that they're going to win. I think, I think it's Colorado as well. I, Colorado was my Stanley Cup champion before the season started. They're my champion today. They're my champion tomorrow. Lucas, let's make this. Since we have something riding on the line, if Colorado gets knocked out before the finals, we'll both agree that we can repick our champion as long as it's not, I guess, as long as it's not the same champion again. Yes, and I think we can use the games that we think it will finish in as a tiebreaker. It just in case Colorado stays in. Sounds good. I agree. We're in agreement. You heard it first here, folks. Lucas has Colorado Avalanche, Columbus Blue Jackets for the Stanley Cup final. Dan Kay has Colorado Tampa. No one seed's making it through, according to us. We did not put a lot of onus on the opening rounds. I think there's going to be a lot of tired skates by the end of this thing. I think it's going to be – I honestly – I wouldn't be surprised, folks, this is the year that a Canadian team does it. Don't be surprised if Vancouver or Calgary make a run in the West. Don't be surprised if Montreal at least bullies Philly a little bit defensively the way they've been playing. It's going to be an interesting run. It's going to be must-watch. You better be watching. Keep an eye out all postseason long. And reach out to the Dan K Show at the underscore Dan K Show with your picks and let us know who you think is going to lift the cup and what your Stanley Cup final is. Hashtag Stanley Cup Finals. Lucas. Let's go to the educational corner before we close this thing out. What do you got this week for the folks at home? 
Well, what I've got this week is the importance of doing your research. Uh, and it's very topical because I did a lot of research coming in today, as did Dan, and in terms of what we think our, our teams are going to be. And I think the most important thing that research comes into play is in the modern world that we live, there is so much, there are so many falsehoods out there. And there are so many claims that potentially get repeated by folks. And, you know, when you, when you do the research, they just don't stack up. So research has, has two uses. Number one, for, for the players who are looking at going to college very soon, your research will need to be flawless. It will need to be organized. It will need to be in depth. You will learn what a citation note card is, and you will grow to hate them until you grow to love them. Because in your freshman year, you'll hate doing five. And in your senior year, you will be so thankful that you know how to do 35 when you have to write a 30-page paper to get your degree. And on the other hand, well, it makes you look smarter and it gives you that edge. When you're chatting with professors, when you're engaged in lively debates with your fellow classmates, and let's face it, when you're talking to other people, to have your research in hand, to know what you're talking about, to have a general ability to really speak or at least engage in conversation on a number of subjects, backed up by research, backed up by facts, is so, so important more now than ever. So my tip for today is to do your research before you start parroting ideas, do your research before you start writing, and learn how to effectively research by building up a trusted list of sources that you know are at least giving you the facts of the issues. Great work yet again, Lucas. And with that, we get to the closing of our show and my favorite part of every show, which is Lucas's parting words. Lucas, take it away. Man, every time, Lucas, it just gets better and better. I mean, the educational corner is great, but that moment on each show is absolutely pristine. And with that, I move to my parting word for today's show. And I, I, I use the word flexibility. I like, to, I like to have a word that coincides with our guests. This week, we didn't have a guest. We had a topic. Our topic was the Stanley Cup playoffs. And the NHL was flexible, man, to get this done, to get this set up, to make this work, to feel like. It's a showcase in Marlboro, man, to, to, play, the, to play the NHL Stanley Cup Finals and Stanley Cup Playoffs. It, it, amazing work done by everybody and, and throughout the sporting world. And flexibility is something that our young skaters, our young players listening each and every week with us and the parents at home, we have to have each and every week because it is, it's so important to be flexible in what we do and who we are. Sometimes, you know, as a, as a young player, as a young person, your parents may, may need you to kind of change, to pivot, to move, and we have to be ready to do it. You're seeing it at the collegiate level right now with fall sports getting moved back, some of the winter seasons being moved back to the, the spring semester. And flexibility is going to be so important over the next few weeks and few months for everyone in the game of hockey and in the world itself. Be flexible, be smart, and be more flexible than Dan Kay because Dan Kay was trying to pick up something the other day and threw his back out. So he's been in pain nonstop ever since then be flexible be smart stay safe stay healthy and let's get hockey going we will be back with more hockey in a little more than a month we're right there puck drop's gonna happen so soon you want to know more about the dan k show please follow us please give us a follow at the underscore dan k show on facebook twitter and instagram go to our website that's www.dankshow.com 
We've also we also have a huge, huge announcement coming up next week. Cannot wait to have it. Cannot wait to talk more about it. When Dan Kay's on the mic, it's always hockey night. Thank you so much for watching this week's The Dan Kay Show Presents Junior Hockey.